What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, friend, and thank you for joining us tonight at AfterBuzz TV for the Mr. Robot After Show. This is Season 2, Episode 5. We're going to talk about Elliot hacking the FBI. We're going to talk about Elliot finding out about that website. All of that and more next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Are we human? There we go. I would like to say this is one of the first times we've ever come in on a song that's not in the episode. Yeah. It's a nice change, I think. I think sometimes you need that. Thank you guys for joining us so much here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-M. But I am not alone, and we are going to dive into Mr. Robot, starting my left. Yes. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Episode 5, Season 2. I'm Ashley. Please join the conversation. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, Ashley underscore Chapman. Hey guys, my name is Taylor Bolt. You can find me on Instagram at tbolt, that's B-O-L-D-T. And also I am on Twitter at tbolt, also B-O-L-D-T. Great. And now we wait for them to talk to us, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that's I, how this works. That's, we just sit sure. in complete dead air. <laughs> no, th- love this episode. Yeah. Wow, a lot happened. Mm. Like a lot happened this and, episode. But this is one of those slower episodes. Like the it last was, couple weeks yeah. have been a, like very moving, mm. whereas this episode has been a bit plotty. Mm-hmm. But in the best possible way, in sure. the sense that they're like plotting, but then plotting and dealing with each other and talking with each other is just as much fun to watch. Yeah. I was literally in the screen just trying to focus and pay attention to a lot mm-hmm. of the scenes because it was slower, but you could tell it was important information that was being given in a very like colloquial way. Maybe so. I'm just a sucker for information. Like I thought this episode was action-packed. Well, so that's, it, that's it was towards the end, I think. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Moments. It was just like how it, how it left me. Yeah. Because when it ended, I was just like, no, that can't be. Mm-hmm. I can't wait a week yeah. <laughs> to figure out what happens. Oh, man, this episode. Um, we're just going to dive right in. Let's yeah. do it, yeah. So we end off last week where Elliot is hacking the FBI. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all wrongfully thought that we'd actually he would just hack them right then and there at that terminal and then next week he'd have all the information and we'd move forward. I think we should have known better. Sure. Of course. To yeah. hack the FBI is not something you can do on a like bender. Which yeah. makes me feel better, I think yes. just in general. I mean to be <laughs> fair, Elliot the world. To be fair, Elliot can coordinate a hack on the FBI sure, yeah. in one late night bender while also doing the the job for Ray. Mm-hmm. Right. And did he get much done on that? Do we think? Like, did he? Did he actually? I feel like it was such Ray? child's play for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's talking about. It. He's like, I, I live for this. This is. This I've never is migrated to sight before, but it seemed like it seemed like if I was the guy sitting in the room with him, I'd be like, "You're taking a lot of time to do this thing that you just said was a simple task." No, nah, that guy know? seemed pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, he, he was the muscle, but just maybe the henchman, he, maybe you know? he knew the whole time though. Or that. Mm. Like, I, yeah. We'll get in that. We get into that. But I honestly <laughs> think. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Darlene and Angela as well, mm-hmm. and, the, and the, essentially an F society plot 
to mm. hack the FBI. That's what that's what in between this week in, in between last week and this week, Elliot coordinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As society that, lives. As society lives and they're gonna hack the FBI because they believe the FBI has information on them. Or they want to try and destroy whatever information Either they have. Or. Because, right. you know, now Angela's involved and she realizes, okay, the whole issue with the CD and, you know, her ex-boyfriend, Ollie, like, who else knows? So I thought that was a pretty interesting yeah, Dar- way to kind of pull her back in. Because I was wondering when they would kind of all reunite Yeah, she did seem kind of isolated for a while, yeah. right? She's just kind of doing her e-court thing. Yeah, I, I like we finally got a little out of Angela this mm-hmm. week. of Just, yeah. like, her true motivations. Right. Of, well, we got that a little last week, too. But, like, this mm-hmm. week where she's like, no, I can make a calculated risk. Yeah. Right. And that scene where she comes to Elliot and says, I'm only doing this if I think you can pull it off. Of course. Because you right. wouldn't tell me. You, you, you wouldn't get me, me in involved mm-hmm. if you couldn't. Well, she also just shows her trust for him. I mean, it just shows that they still have this intimate connection in a way, you know, like yeah. they still very much care for each other, which just because we haven't seen them together, I think this season so far, if I'm not mm. mistaken, like we kind of forgot a little bit about that, yeah. you know, so it was really nice to see that again, just be like, oh, right, like you guys, mm. you guys really are friends, friends yeah. at, at least, you know. Yeah, very reminiscent of the first season and the first few episodes when we see them pretty much together all the time, you mm-hmm. know, her meeting him on the stoop and them just having these really great conversations, sometimes about really nothing, but mm. you could tell that there was a lot of... Just love there, a lot of friendship there. So it was nice to get a glimpse of that, even if it was just for, you know, a few moments in the scene. Absolutely. And I'm watching a lot of shows right now that delve into the idea of, like, someone who kind of feels a hole in their heart or has been been through a serious trauma. And, like, they don't under, they couldn't understand what love is or, like, a long-term relationship it is. Yeah, long-term relationship is. Whereas something that Angela and El- Elliot have is pretty straight up. Yeah. 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 That might all, that might be all love is kind yeah. of a thing, and we it's get those pure. moments. Yeah, it's very, very pure. Where it's just like we know each other, mm-hmm. we enjoy each other, we get each other. Yeah. And she even knows about. I mean, I don't know to what extent, but she knows about Mister Robot, and he's like, "Look, my dead dad is standing right behind you." And she's like, "So tell me, what's you know what's been yeah, going on here? You know, like it was just a, it was not a real beat after that. She was like, yeah. so it's, you know, how's Courty? It was just like so seamless mm. and it flowed really well, which was great because." You know, he has so many. He's isolated in and of himself, and there's so many people yeah. who are like, "Okay, you're you're, you're crazy. Let me let me get away mm-hmm. from you." But with her, it, it just kind of seemed like they didn't really skip a beat. And it's also something interesting with the Mr. Robot of it all. I just kind of realized, which yeah. the mark of a great television show is that the sizzle is like, "Oh, but there's Mr. Robot," but it's actually he's made up the whole time. Yeah. And a bad television show would have that be the whole show. Yeah. That it's right. my invisible friend and nobody knows <laughs> and we're going to play that game all. But whereas you look at great shows like The Sopranos, mm-hmm. his daughter calls him out on it on like episode eight. Yeah. So you're in the mafia. Like yeah. same thing with Mad Men. By season like two, pretty much everyone around Don mm-hmm. Draper knows the truth. Yeah. Right. No spoilers on Mad Men. It's still within the <laughs> parameter. And this show's doing the same thing. Here we are in season two and everyone close to Elliot. It's like, so he's here right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Robot's just right behind you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Anyway, we're going to attack, we're gonna attack yeah, the exactly. FBI. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I know. Just so matter of fact and just kind of not casual, but yeah, I like that. I agree. I think that in this world, like, it's okay for there to be a lot of craziness and for us yeah. to acknowledge it. And we can still try and find some sanity well, within it. And maybe? that's, and that's, yeah, sanity, I think, is, is, um, a relative term when it comes to the show. <laughs> but, you know, Elliot, uh, especially, I mean, the people that we see him around for the most part are people who who 
feed off of his abilities, like mm. his being the best coder, uh, him, you know, having F society and, and being able to orchestrate this, this master plan. And so we see a level of trust. I think that, I don't think that anyone doesn't acknowledge the craziness mm-hmm. that's there because it's very present, you know, and we as the audience are forced to acknowledge it every episode <laughs> yeah. as we watch him talk to his dead father <laughs> inside of his mind. But he also delivers. And I think that because of that, you know, all, all the people that all the other characters around him feel nothing but sort of admiration for him. And, and you know, I feel the same thing as an audience member. It's like this kid can do anything. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. nuts, but he can do anything. I want to see what he does next. Not to mention we're a character in this show. That oh, yeah. just mm-hmm. hasn't been defined. Cause Which when, is really nice. Cause when, I really like that. And we're going to get to the we're going to get to the Ray's list later or the Craig Robinson's list. Mm. Uh Ah, uh, that's that needs work. List? Yeah. Craig's list. <laughs> Craig's list. Craig the actor's yeah. yes. list. Um he was even talking to us until Mr. Robot chimes in and it's just like yeah. you're trying to figure it out. Like I'm surprised you didn't say don't ask them. Yeah. yeah. Cuz that happens and I like that fourth Wally speaking of Wally Ali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um we get to see Ali for the first time in Ollie season back 2. In here. Mm-hmm. And he gives Angela his resume. <laughs> that was such that was like that's the that's the scene like it everyone wants to be Angela in that situation with their ex. You know what I mean? Mm. Like everyone wants to see just the desperate ex. But also Angela grew so much from where mm-hmm. she was when she oh, was yeah. with Ollie. Yeah. Like I talked a lot about that henchman being yeah. basic. Like Holly Ollie is pretty basic. Yeah, yeah no, he's he's, he's very basic. basic. And Angela was pretty basic. Like half of season one until sure. she had this turn that we've all seen. She's definitely doing better post relationships yes. than yeah. Holly is. And I think too, he she's grown to a point where he can't really manipulate her the way I think he tried he did before mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. you know, with all of the remember that's where we sat and yeah. that's where I said I love you and here's my resume. Like just you could tell it was very forced. Meanwhile, he's and, audio recording the whole thing. Yeah. Wow, and it was just tricks that he had probably done in the past that she would have fallen for and been like, Okay, fine or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but we did get a sense of strength from her. We got a sense that she is way more intelligent and, and is kind of one upping him a little we bit. We got motivation because now she's going to go to Elliot and um, get in on this thing. Yeah. She's going to do it. Yeah, and she's I think Ollie, Ollie was it. part of it. And she's probably the only person that could have talked him into letting her do mm-hmm. that. No yeah. one else had that power. But also I think that's part of the motivation because she knows that Ollie can't be trusted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that any information the FBI has on her needs to be destroyed. Also, she's well aware of the law if she's ever caught. Mm-hmm. She would just plead down to a misdemeanor, right. spend maybe a year in jail. But I, Prison, think, sorry. I think also the 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 motivation too behind it was that she still feels like she has a job to do at E Corp. So if she gets taken down, that would take away from her doing all that she needs to do at E Corp with her trying to, you know, figure out exactly what price has going on behind the scenes and getting what she wants ultimately. Mm. So I feel like yeah, she she cares about going to prison or jail or whatever, but I think the biggest thing is she can't really be taken down at this point before she has figured out what she wants to do or what her next play is within e mm-hmm. So I kind of got that sense, too. It's It was just more than, you know, the, the obvious of, I don't want to go to jail, but also she's she's finding out that she can put herself in a really good position to be in a place of power, and maybe she doesn't want to lose that. Maybe that was the bigger motivation. Yeah, maybe we don't, we don't know. The thing is, we don't really know exactly what her motivation is. Yeah. You know, we still, we still, I mean, we can guess at it, but mm-hmm. we don't know. Is she, is she trying to destroy She's so E-Corp? complicated. Yeah, or yeah is she's she such a complicated character I don't think right she knows. Like, yeah. But I think a maybe part of it, but a lot of, a lot of people, when they find their journey, they realize that it's not about what 
others are putting on you. It's yeah. about what makes sense to you in that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially with a lot of the self-actualization actualization she's going for, mm-hmm. that she's literally just like trying to move forward in her present. Yeah. And in every present, try to right wrongs. Mm-hmm. And try... And I guess she wants to get into the room that could kill people and not kill people. Yeah. Maybe. But I'll, see, I'll be interested to see if she gets into that room what decisions she ends up making, you know. But at the same because time, at that point, like she, like she's got a long way to go until she's there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And at that How point, there's a lot of, but there are a, a lot of things she has to do. There are a lot of lives she has to ruin to get to that room. Sure, yeah. Like she was implicated. Like she's res- partly responsible, as a lot of people are, for Five Nine, and they haven't really discussed it wholly. But Five Nine people died in Five Nine. People mm-hmm. lost everything in yeah. Five Nine. Gideon died yeah. because of Five yeah. Nine. Also, Ali mentioned a little exposition. I hope we get a little more that there's five nine truthers, and that this guy might have been a murder artist. Right. No. Yeah. So he he um he thought Gideon because he said it right before he shot Gideon. He said that he was a crisis actor, which is um like a conspiracy theorist sort of thing where you think that the government is hiring certain people to um to fake. Yes, in a, in a crisis, you know, as, as in like the government was responsible for Five Nine and had planted Gideon oh. as a crisis actor. So he accused oh, him of that. Oh, he accused Gideon of yeah. being a crisis. I thought he yes. accused the murderer, and that made less sense. No, yeah. so so oh, okay. um, Ollie accused the murderer of being a, a conspiracy a spe- theorist. That, yes, that that uh, Gideon was a crisis actor because he, like he said it right before. He said like you're one of the best crisis actors I've ever seen, made, or something okay. like, that, like before yeah. he shot him. So he was maybe he was kind of off his rocker, or maybe there's more there that we yeah. that we don't we quite don't understand. Know. This yet. show, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's never it's never this show. They as can air seems. one news package that had probably been show like they've been showing us on the TVs for the whole two seasons that were like, oh yeah, yeah. Elliot's just been lying to us. Yeah, yeah the whole time. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to watch so religiously stuff in the background yeah, and yeah. like trying to look where they don't want me to look. You know what I mean? Like trying to get inside the head of the thing, and so far no clues, but. <laughs> I think they're, but I think part of it, if you're working on this show by now, you're trying to put some stuff in there that has nothing to do with anything. Like, I know one of the TVs mentioned the Supreme Court ruled that gay marriage was legal. Yeah. That was on the TVs in this episode. Sure. Maybe yeah. that comes back. Likely that's just like a false a flag. Killer, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, it could place it in, in time, too. It could place it like, where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's what they're trying to, trying to do. I, could I don't know. That. I think that. Gosh, I think that the new stuff, all of the the background stuff, is is boggling my mind. The biggest thing, one of the biggest things for me, is why is it that every time Elliot sees anyone uh, other than like Ray, it's in that one room, it's in that same room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's in that. We're presuming his parents' living room. I mean, we're still not positive. Yeah. That's what it looks like to room. us. But like, what's going on there? Like, there's some real weirdness surrounding Elliot right oh, now. Of course, of course. Elliot and everyone he interacts with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, except for Ray. Everyone else seems to be in that room. He actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but Ray will be either in his office or Ray's all over the place, so yeah. he can see Ray freely. But for some reason, he's confined to seeing. Darlene and An- uh, Angela. Well, that's really it. Yeah, yeah it's really his, it's, his it's interaction. Really, like, everyone from last yeah. season, I think. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much everyone he knew. <laughs> Talk Darlene, about isolating. Darlene, Angela, Gideon, he mm. all met in the same exact room. Yeah. I think there's something to explore there. And they all yeah. sit kind of in the similar 
similar like chairs. Well, he, and so Angela right? sat beside him this last one, right? Mm-hmm. But like up, up until then, they usually sat across from, from each, each other. other. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on, y'all. <laughs> so many possibilities. I know. I tell um, you. So let's let's back off, Elliot. Sure, sure, we'll, sure. we'll we'll end with him. Let's go, Joanna Henchman. Yes. Killed that guy. Yeah. Oh, that and was like, Oh, this was oh sh- Joanna is a savage, and I love it. Yeah, we really got to see her inner brutality. You killed a man <laughs> with answers. We're not Oof. murderers. You're <laughs> you're assuming, and that's her conscience. You know, like our conscience is clear because you, you know gave what? him an explanation. I think that's how she describes it. I don't think it's her conscience at all. I think it's her sadism. I think it's that she just really wanted him to know that she was the one that killed him. You know what I mean? It wasn't the FBI. Mm-hmm. It was it was her. Like she wants Whether him to she know that it, because I, he wasn't loyal to her, that's why he died. But I feel like a person's sadism isn't always on the like the forefront of their mind. Yeah. I think that's genuinely her conscience and her really and her rationale. Yeah. I don't know. I see. I I just. I mean, it might be her rationale, but I think maybe she lives by it. I mean, we see all the BDSM sort of stuff that mm-hmm. she's into. You know, I feel like she leads with that. She has a definite um, power struggle. I mean, she has. She really feels the need to. Um, to assert that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That could be a part of it. I don't. But, I don't know if but, she feels bad about stuff, just based on like some of the stuff that she's done, like, like uh, you know, forcing her own labor and everything. Mm. Like she, I feel like she. There's a little more sadism up top. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I think. I think. I don't know how much conscious. I think Joanna. Has. I think she's probably conditioned herself not to have certain emotions mm-hmm. or to feel for certain things. I think there are still feelings there, but mm-hmm. I think that, like, like you guys were saying, it, she's trying to rationalize it. And I think that in her mind, I mean, it was it was the only option that was available. Like she is very, she's a, a self preservationist, so she will, sure. will do whatever mm. she has to with her um, inducing labor. Yeah. That was because you know the police were there and were investigating Tyrell killing Scott's I, wife. I so think, it's it's all mm. about like her and how to protect herself. Her wanting to turn in Tyrell to um, to Scott because she wanted to get him to release the hold. So it's it's a lot about her protecting herself, protecting her baby, and her own self interest. And she'll pretty much do whatever she needs to do or whatever she feels like she needs to do in order to achieve that. And she does. She rationalizes it all. She I, okay. So she's definitely self preservationist. But I actually think, and this can be sort of a prediction. Maybe I'll I'll circle back to this. I think that she is in love with Tyrell. I think that mm. they are still a team, and that everything she does because we there's so much mystery surrounding his yeah. his disappearance and everything. I think that she's in on the whole thing. You know what I mean? I think that they are still working together. And like she probably hasn't heard from him since he disappeared. Yeah. But I think that they're still a team. Well, do we I think know? that everything else she's doing is is a show because the public eye is on her. You know what I mean? That they were a team and his she knows more about his disappearance than, than we do else. because yeah. we follow oh, yeah. Elliot. I think that we I think that she knows a lot about his disappearance. Or even if she doesn't know specifically where he is, I think that she still knows that they're in it. I don't know. Together. I, all the Joanna Tyrell stuff, I just, I, I watch it and I'm mm-hmm. just so conditioned by this show specifically that I'm like, that's a known unknown. Yeah. That's a no, I will, I know that it'll eventually be known. 
but as of this not. moment, it's a it's known unknown. Right. I'm not going to waste time. Like I'm just like I, sure, yeah, I understand that. All there's be no, there's, like there's not a lot of answers. I'm to I'm just going to go on a podcast and say something <laughs> stupid that people can point to for the rest of time. Yeah, no, I will. I will make a prediction though that they are still that that they cahoots with yeah, each other. Like I don't think they're communicating, but I think that in the end they're still in it for each other. Mm. I still yeah. think that they're. I think that they're still uh, going to be a team, and they are going to try to come out of this whole thing while we're together. at Joanna. On top. And Tyrell, she got to speak with him. We Did think, she, though? And it, we presume she we, got to speak with she, him. She's convinced that it was him, which is enough for me, especially and thinking the perception that we were given. The perception yeah. we were given is she got to speak with him, mm-hmm. and that he was close by when he called. Because right. the same ambulance was heard mm-hmm. on the phone that she heard. Exactly. And right. she ran outside to try to find him, and she couldn't piece it all together. Do we think he was in the ambulance? I... No, I, I don't feel like he was in the ambulance. I think it's just that he's he's there. He's nearby. I still think it it's it's Elliot and Mr. Robot, and this is me making a very early prediction. Wait, the Tyrell is Elliot and Mr. Robot? No, no, no. The, okay. the, the, the whole... I know, right? That's yeah. jumping way into the deep end. But that this, <laughs> this whole mystery and unknown with what happened to him, I think still that, that they're probably pulling the strings a little bit. I mean, we don't really know what happened to him. I don't know. I just... Tyrell... He's never really struck me, especially when it comes to Joanna, as the person who is the orchestrator of a lot of the stuff that's happened so far. Like, with the cell phone and him just being completely off the radar. Like, we've seen so many scenes where he kind of crumbles and it's like, tell me what to do. Yeah. So it kind of seems as though Joanna is kind of in that situation where she's a little frantic, like... What's going on? Where are you? Type of thing. So I, I feel like it. Is, they're setting it up to make it seem like it is Tyrell, and then we'll find out later that it was somebody else completely, and that he was never really in the picture at all. I, mm, that's I, mine. I think. I just. I, I feel like. I feel like her, us seeing her. Um, Worried about Tyrell, or seemingly worried about Tyrell, is sort of like a red herring. I just. I feel like she's because she. I think she maybe she knows where she uh, where he is, but I mean she just had the parking attendant killed, the, like the yeah. SUV yeah. where Elliot. Well, I mean she knows that was the last place Tyrell was. It was Tyrell's SUV. She knows why it was there. She knows that this guy knows something. We don't know what he yeah. knows, but she had him killed because he knows something. She knows what he knows. Did we ever figure that out? By the way, no. No, I, don't, no. I think it's again like you're saying, it's like it's, it's, a, it's a known but unknown. Like, but we it's something on five nine that one day Mr. Robot will reveal it to Elliot, who will reveal it to us. True, yeah. And I try my best to not. I just I think. <laughs> So Scott underscore in the chat definitely thinks they're working together. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, Thanks, man. You and me both. <laughs> also, Bruce Lee in the chat. The Bruce Lee? Oh, the, the um, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Wellick was credited through... Uh, Wellick was credited. I thought he was going to show. I think. I think he means the actor who plays Tyrell Wellick was, was credited, credited in this oh, episode. Interesting, because it was his voice. Yeah. Also, I think on shows like this, they tend to give people a series credit. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot on Gotham, another yeah. show I cover here on After Buzz TV. You just go ahead and <laughs> search Easy for yeah. uh, every, Like a lot of people on Gotham get series credits, so sure. that you so part partly because you can pay them X amount for the whole seat the whole season. And not have to pay them per episode, but also so you can put their name on every episode, Even and people can't tell can't tell when they're there. When yeah, people not, can't tell like, oh, smart. well, Harvey Dent's going to be in this episode. No, he isn't. He's just he's on the credits nice. every week. See, yeah. That's smart because in this case, if Tyrell's credited, then we know that that was mm. him on the phone. Where if someone like Tyrell, I guarantee you, someone like a character like Tyrell Wellick has a series credit. Yeah. yeah oh, so he's just whether we hear his voice every week or we or don't. I thought you were saying he wasn't. He was, no, I think he that's what they were saying. So. He was. Yeah. Okay. He was. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a series credit because that would be a huge spoiler on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. it would, right? 
Okay, um, interesting. I do think it was him, though, regardless. We have to move on to White yeah. Rose. Because we got to learn a lot about White Rose today. Yeah. So interesting. He is the ministry, Minister of Technology in China, and he has a name, which Google will tell me. Google, yes, yes Google will tell. Although I'm on I, it. All right, good. Google, Google will tell me. I just love, I, it, I just they they mentioned it briefly Rose. because White Rose isn't a big deal to everybody else yes. in that scene. Whereas yeah. we're like, that's he he like makes time. Yeah, he's White Rose. They don't know he's White Rose. Of though. course not. Yeah, I don't but think, I love referring to him as White. I think Rose. most people in that room don't know who White Rose is. Yeah, of course. They don't know. They're, they're not deep into those trenches with the Dark Army. They even understand vaguely. I love this scene with Dom. Oh, it was my favorite scene of the whole episode. It was so eerie and... Minister Zhang, Thank the you. Chinese Minister of State Security. State Security, thank yes. you. Um, uh, so we were talking a lot about... Uh, we were talking a lot last week about the Mandela effect mm-hmm. and alternate realities and Trakians, and we learned more about White Rose that he literally controls time and talks about how some believe we live in alternate universes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's getting beyond just the Mandela effect and into the multiverse theory. Yeah. I, literally. I, I, it's literally multiverse theory. I just I love how um, we get to see some of his his little obsessions. Like he really he lets Dom in. Like yeah. he just straight up lets her in. And like mm-hmm. you know the whole time I'm thinking because we talked about it before the episode. We're like oh he's gonna kill her. Yeah. Something's going on. But no, he just straight up lets her into his world for a minute, and then as a result, lets us as the audience into his world. And we see such a complicated um, mm-hmm. transgender woman. Who's mm-hmm. just got so much going on? Feels the pressure of time, just the, the strong thumb yes. of time. Yeah. Especially, he was his clock. The the digital clock we saw was eleven fifty or ten minutes to midnight. Yeah, which I believe if the doomsday clock, which is an actual thing, isn't isn't that even closer than eleven fifty? Oh yeah, oh, that's doom, very interesting. It's the like, doomsday it's like clock is like eleven fifty eight or fifty seven. Yeah. Like I think it's it was at fifty five when I was born, and it's at fifty seven yeah. now. And like, they keep yeah. bumping it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Like, I, I think that's what they were saying to a certain extent that it's that's how he sees the world. That's yeah. super interesting. I really like this. So you noticed the clock was eleven fifty because I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like to think that that's um, the showrunners giving us a hint as to what, what the doomsday thinking, clock yeah. is at. And even in that that whole situation, he gives a lot, but he also, in a weird way, it was almost like a spell. He just made Dom feel so comfortable to yes. where mm-hmm. he's like, "No, you're going to tell me what the real deal is," and she just spilt the beans you know yeah. almost of almost as if she had no real control over what she was saying or or why it was coming out so oh, such an interesting scene it was. they were both being so vulnerable and they're very, both people who very are not vulnerable. vulnerable yeah exactly who and and like just very they all they have their walls they have their guards yeah. you know dom is very you know quirky and sassy when she needs to be and we we really got more of a glimpse of her past and what she is you know her backstory and how she sort of got to working for the FBI mm. and like what her true motivations in this show is and yeah it was it was just very dark and eerie and i really did think that that he was going to to kill her, which was even well, more. Well, I mean, he may have tried to. So th- we were not really sure. Oh yeah, we if had, the clock had, we if had, had more quite time, a cliffhanger. <laughs> if, if he had more time, maybe it would have gone down there. But yeah, yeah. Well, what do you guys think? I guess the significant what significance was of him sort of showing his sister's mm-hmm. um, clothing and her being so mesmerized and astounded by that. Um, I think it's made clear that white. Obviously, it wasn't White Rose, but yeah. he doesn't talk to people privately like that unless he sees something in them and sees them worthy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or if he wants 
Maybe he wanted something from her. Maybe he wanted to know more about who she was. I, I feel like... Because w- the whole time he was being so vulnerable and being so open and just letting her see him in... Uh, or her. I'm not sure. See... Yeah. I yeah. think it's her because he's a transgender woman. Is yeah. that the... Uh, it's complicated. Yeah, because it's, it was it's a he at the time. Mm-hmm. Minister Zhang slash White Rose opened up for Dom. So I feel like um, he knew... That the hit was going to happen at yeah. the end of the episode. Of course, I, I feel of like because w- when that scene happened, I was like, I'm. Sh- I was shocked that he would be so f- open with mm. like showing clothes and and talking about time in that way, unless he knew or that thought that she was going to die yeah. at the end at the end of the episode. You know that he thought, oh, this is someone I can open up to. Yeah, because, because she's going to die tomorrow, and in the meantime, I can just learn about her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But or or just show some part of myself. Why not? But I feel like he only did that knowing that or believing that she was going to be killed. But it's interesting because of all the people. I mean, there was a bunch of FBI agents who came. We got to sort of see Dom interact with a couple of others, short lived. <laughs> um, but. You know, for the fact that he, because it seems like he made a very instinctual choice. You know, he could have easily shoved her away when she stumbled along the clock, um, I guess, hallway. But he saw something in her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he seems like somebody who's very methodical, who, like, plans everything out to the T. So I wonder... You know, was it sort of a plan all along to kind of get them out there? Or if he just sort of picked up on something that that he thought was special that he wanted to tap into. It felt like a reveal, and it felt like he was revealing himself to her. Mm -hmm. Because he deems her worthy for whatever reason. Yeah. Moreover, she mentions it in the next scene, he doesn't have a sister. Yeah. Mm. She knows he doesn't have a sister. He must know that she'd know. Were they just that playing each other? Do you think they were just playing each no, other? No, I whole think scene? he. I think it was. A, I think they had a real moment. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a real moment, and that was his way of being vulnerable and showing that part of his life to her. Uh huh. Because he knows she's smart enough to know he doesn't have a sister. Oh, gotcha. he, he dresses up. He dresses up in these dresses. Good for him, I guess. Or I thought it was just maybe she had researched that afterwards and she seemed intrigued. She could have known prior to. She strikes me as the kind of person that would have known prior to. You know? She didn't have a sister. I wouldn't be surprised now like I didn't I didn't feel like this at first, but I wouldn't be surprised now looking back at it if they weren't just playing each other. Either or. Yeah. I I, I don't know if it really changes the story at all, I whether see, they were playing each other. I could or see not, him but. playing her. I don't yeah. I don't see her knowing much more than we know she yeah. knows. Like, I don't think she knows that he runs the Dark Army or is involved in the Dark Army or he's White no, Rose think, or even who White Rose is. I don't, like, I, I, think, I don't think she knows that he's White Rose or anything like that. I just think that she's very, I mean, she's real sharp. We see how sharp she is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And there's some stuff that worries me in the future because, like, little, little things that I, like, uh, I noticed that she uh, kicked someone that was on the FBI floor off the yes, floor, right? Yeah. right? This week, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, uh-oh, because I know Angela is going to... Trying to, drop trying to be dropping yeah. something off. I'm like, that's going to be a thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's a sharp tack. And so every time that I always want to give her the benefit of the doubt is like, oh, she knows more than I think that she does. Mm. Or she'll figure it out. So I don't think she knows that Minister Zhang is a white rose. Yeah. But I do think, and this is just me, mm-hmm. but I do think that she was trying to like, yeah. you know, trying to assess. I think that she I was. I think Sandra yeah. in the chat's got it. I think he took interest in her because of what she said in the meeting where she mm-hmm. abruptly mentioned the Dark Army. Yeah. Uh, that I think it was game respecting game that no one else in that room even yeah. knew what that Understood. was or had the or yeah. had the balls to just mention it. 
Brazenly. She's got moxie. Speaking of moxie and brazenness, Dom is coming downstairs the next morning. She had a bender we didn't see because mm. she was wearing sunglasses, talking to someone who I think she only spoke to one other time in this whole episode. Yeah. Oh well, that person got shot. Yeah, it was along. the it was the FBI agent yes, that, the, that she came with. The fellow FBI agent grabbing coffee gets shot. Um, they storm the whole room with yeah. with automatic weapons. She gets pinned behind a table. Sh- shoots one of them in the leg to disable them. Uh-huh. Gets pinned behind the table. Comes back. He drops his automatic weapon. Takes out his sidearm and shoots himself in the head. That's some commitment. So that she doesn't kill him because yeah. she yeah. knows she's got the drop. And that's where we leave her. Yeah. Damn you, Joe. There's at least one more. So it's it's a big thing. Um, She's pinned down. I'll save it for predictions, but... (laughs) White Rose has got to be in that room. But I will save it for predictions. Do we have anything to say about this scene? I love this sequence. I love this. I love this shot. I love everything about this. I love how she's being now thrust into an international incident as a visiting FBI agent. And at some point, she's going to have to come back to New York and presumably find out the FBI has been hacked. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Dark Army, she could presumably blame the Dark Army because it'll seem coordinated because they took it, like... Who they, knows? That's Anything like that. <laughs> or it could be even someone who's in the FBI who's a part of Dark Army or somebody who flipped. I mean, there's so many possibilities there. Um, but I think it is more likely that in that conversation, you know, they kind of... We're suspicious mm. of each other, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta off you." Would so. it would it help the Dark Army to? Yeah, is it, it was it like White Rose thinks that she's now too big of a threat, knows too much, or is I it, think is the it, hit had already gone what, through? Was the it? dark was the Dark Army? I mean, do they want to? I mean, I feel like the goal is not necessarily to kill the FBI agents because they know too much or something. Because let, let's be honest, they back don't. Them off. They don't really know yeah. too much. They don't know anything that the the Chinese government. Does and we now know that that's almost synonymous with the Dark Army because of White Rose's position mm. in the government. That they don't know anything that they don't want them to. It's just a matter of like they want to cause an international incident. But why we, else would you do that? But we so also why? know there's a there's the project that Romero was researching. What was it? Um, uh, project or operation? Operation Bernstein. Oh, where they Bernstein had, and they had her the name list, and her yeah. name was already on it. And yeah. the name of so that could also be tied to it as well yeah, because we don't go down know. The list. <laughs> You know what I mean? But that's so, a big brazen way to like go down the list. I feel like, I mean, to cause I an mean, incident like that, to take out a contingency of FBI agents. Um, a couple, there's going to be some fallout from a that. A couple of fun things in the chat. Uh, Tiadros Malchua. I, I feel like I never pronounced your name correctly. <laughs> what if it was mercenaries sent by Price? Mm. That would be interesting. Could be. But, now, he, but now there's some weird correlation between Price and White Rose. Rose yeah. So, But I feel like... Well, I, they I, seem I, to be kind of at odds still. They, but. Yeah, they seem at odds. I don't feel like this would have been for Price to handle. Yeah. yeah. But it would have been great. Um, well, it was... I mean, the um, the gunmen were Chinese. Yes. We're pretty sure the gunmen were Chinese. I mean, that doesn't mean the Price couldn't have um, sent them. But. We know that they massacred every other FBI agent in that room. Yeah. We know yeah. that it's... We know that it's her. Let's assume it's two gunmen because we only ever saw two gunmen. Yeah. We know it's her versus another gunman. gunman. That gunman has her outgunned and pinned down. It could be more though. It, like I said, like I don't it was, think I don't think it was Dom's a close shot. Die. It was always a close shot. I yeah. hope Dom doesn't die. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would though. be shocked yeah. if she did. I think that, but she might be captured. 
You know what I, I mean? I think Maybe. that seems most likely captured or some type of standoff, of standoff monologue yeah. thing. Yeah. Next, the way this show goes, we'll probably join her in a Chinese prison two weeks after. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Something like that. Um, real quick in the chat, people are mentioning Emmy's consideration for this show, and someone brought up. I should quote them. I should quote them accurately um, because. Something is happening this Emmy season that, or, mm. that isn't happening in most Emmy season, which is there is no Game of Thrones this summer. Mm. Oh, interesting. Meaning right. this show has a shot at really doing like a Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, Mad Men style sweep of the award shows. Yeah. And I can feel that because from when I have dealt with the PR people of this show, I can definitely feel that that's the push they're going for. Yeah. Which would be great. That, they're taking, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. that means we become Emmy winners, right? We do, <laughs> of course. Good. So we'll send fa- our we'll Emmys to... Some uh, Emmys. And then yeah, it's also Tiedros, Send our Emmys to AfterBuzz TV Network. We appreciate them. The show is taking all of the Emmys, especially with Game of Thrones not being in the Emmys next year. And we then there's just, talk of Walking yeah. Dead. We I can just add it to the Wikipedia. We can put our names in there. Just that we are all we are oh, Emmy, Emmy Award winning <laughs> after show hosts. Exactly. Great. Um, I'll take it. So let's jump into the deep one. Yes. Okay. Uh, Elliot, who was on that terminal initi- terminal initially to migrate a site for Ray, which is not which is not a difficult process from what I understand. If you knew what you were doing, like for yeah. me, yeah. I, no, I would yeah, know I mean, the I'm, not gonna, I, I'm not going to do it. I would like, understand. Go do you it, can't migrate. Website. I would understand the concept. Um, so he pretty much uses the terminal to do the FBI hack. Yeah, but in yeah. his spare time, while coordinating an FBI hack, he's like, oh, I guess I'll try to migrate this site. Oh, wait, I have to talk to the guy. Right. I have to talk to the guy who did it initially and get his key, because he encrypted everything. Right. They bring that guy in. That guy looks like he's been beat up. We'd seen that guy before. That guy had been beat up. Before. Yeah. yeah. And I think none of us caught this, but he... That guy knew what he was doing enough that he could have done this full full site migration. I think he was he wasn't doing it and he because was, he knew wasn't doing it because a he knew what the site was uh-huh. and b he knew he could play incompetence. Yeah, right. To the point where Ray would get somebody else. Yeah, but they still brought him in. They still brought him in because Elliot had him bring it because Elliot was a little busy with some other sure, stuff sure, sure. to decrypt yeah. to, to decrypt. I was about to say decrypt. That's not a word <laughs> to decrypt what this guy did. Uh, this guy was wearing a rat tail, which should have been the dead giveaway yeah. Yeah. of everything. And through him, he gets an actual login to this tour, to this tour only site that is invitation only. It's like this Silk Road, basically, right? It's this literally a it's literally a Silk Road. Yeah, I, it's worse than I said last week because yeah. last week I said I believe my direct quote was it's going to be really good or really bad. It's going to be saving Nigerian babies or selling Nigerian. Ooh, I didn't think it was going to be really good. I never thought it was going to be really good. I, I <laughs> had some hope because I think we all really like Craig Robinson. We all really like Ray. He's Ray. still weirdly likable, even yeah, though even, now we know he's. I love like detestable too. (laughs) He reminds me of. Has everyone seen Drive? Yeah. Um, The character in Drive, the Albert Brooks character, who's like Mm -hmm. this mob boss who gets upset when he has to kill people. Like, look, look at what you made me do. Yeah. I have to kill you now. How dare you? Like, I sense that in Ray, and I really, really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I sense, I sense like a businessman, especially knowing what I know about the site now. It's just like. Like, I won't kill if you don't. Have, if I don't have yeah. to kill you, but like uh, well, if I have to kill you, you can't. Have to kill you, you can't kill Elliot. I think we've seen previews yeah. with Elliot just had a messed up face. We had seen them for a couple weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he killed the last guy. Well, presumably, could he just? I think everything we're going to talk about with the site and the way they ended this whole episode is a prediction. So yeah. let's jump right into it. Cool. Right. 
Cue the light shoe. We're going to jump straight in. All right. Um, who has anything Ray site related? Or will Ray, Elliot, what happens here? Oh, <laughs> that one's hard to it's touch. Hard. Yeah, that one's really hard to touch. I've got I've got my Tyrell prediction with him and Joanna. I don't have a lot of Elliot stuff um, right now because that kind of I was kind of thrown for a minute um, when that happened. I'll what? jump a little far out. Well, yeah. first off, with Elliot and Ray, obviously Elliot's going to survive. Right, he's sure. going to wind up. He's going to wind up doing whatever Ray wants, and then ultimately besting him. Like Ray is like a middling boss. Mm-hmm. He, Ray is a middling boss who got the better of him this, this one time, but he's ultimately going to overcome him because he's Elliot and he's literally hacking the FBI. Yeah. yeah. Um, a much broader prediction I have is there's some credence to the multiverse theory and the Mandela effect. Okay. They've pointed to it enough in this season that it, even if it's only a figment of Elliot's imagination. Mm-hmm. There's something that I'm. Let, let me put my tinfoil hat on and say <laughs> I think in this universe, through Elliot's guy, through Elliot the unreliable narrator, telling us this story, he believes and will sh- only show us things that will lead us to believe that there is a secret society ruling class that exists in an alternate universe that has a portal to our universe and that they secretly control us. Wow. Wow, that's, that's yeah. That's, that's my prediction, guys. You can find me. <laughs> we might as well just end the show right there. Ooh, like, yeah, I don't, I don't no know if I can follow I can that. Follow that type <laughs> of prediction. Like I said, I don't think that's necessarily the reality of the show. Sure. But I do think... I do think because Elliot is so in his head and we like literally can't trust anything he says. Yeah. At some point because he's looking inward for all the things that are wrong, at some point he's going to be so in his head and so inward that he's like no, the world is literally rigged against everyone. See, I I t- I took the multiverse theory sort of a different way. I took it kind of in a it was sort of like it's beautiful and, and the way the white rose described it is like we the choices that we make affect this reality. Like there was mm. an alternative reality that could have happened if we made a different choice. Yeah. But we have power over choosing our destiny, more or less. Mm. That's sort of sort of yeah, what I took it. And especially when it comes to like Elliot's mind, because it's like we see all sorts of things that happen but didn't happen or happen, but we're actually just this other thing. It's like his reality is something that his mind forms, and even if it seems seems a different way it's still based in reality you know what i mean like when he gets cement poured down his throat and it wasn't like that yeah. wasn't really happening you know I, it's also, like his reality his reality differed from the reality but it, it still comes back to that and the mandela effect and like a lot of different things talk about how your eyes aren't just cameras your eyes get your eyes pretty much get filtered through your brain to what to be what you perceive and that everyone perceives their own world yeah Whereas Elliot's perceiving his own world as the world is completely out to get me, I'm completely paranoid, and there's nothing I can do about it. Whereas someone like Joanna sees it as, no, I'm right all the time. And a sociopath would look at the multiverse theory and think, well, that's great. I live in the, I live in the multiverse where I'm completely self-actualized, and everyone here bows to my every will. But everyone I meet and treat poorly lives in a set, like, there's a version of themselves in the best possible way where they get to live this life and we all get to live our own bubbled life. Hmm. 
And that's that's more yeah, perception that's, and fun, but like that, yeah, no, there but are people who saying. see that in the multiverse that like your best abs- like your absolute best life exists in the multiverse. Yeah, and no, that you're 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 trying to do that at all costs. Yeah, you're trying to to make the same choices as that reality well, to, that makes to sense. actualize that reality. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense because in in the I think it's the last in episode, show, every character, or I think the episode before when Elliot, you know, was trying to envision what path he would choose, and him seeing a world where all of his friends yes. and people from E Corp coming together, that could be one reality where the whole nine five. Um, I guess hack went down, but it didn't really destroy everything. It brought people together. That's what Europeans call it, 9-5. It's 9-5. The Europeans call it 9-5. Americans call it 5-9. And I'm going to uh, predict that I'll be here next week. And uh, I'm also going to predict that we'll all be here next week. We all live in the... Hopefully all four of us will be here next week. Well, there is a universe where all four of us have been to every episode. We're here tonight. We're not in that universe. But... The universe we do live in, we are all on Twitter. Yes. We are. For sure. In this universe. Where can the people talk to you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Taybolt. That's T-A-Y-B-O-L-D-T. Or on Instagram at Taybolt. Also B-O-L-D-T. And I'm in this universe slash reality <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, Ashley underscore Chapman. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at Octopus TV. I tweet about them regularly. Also, my improv team is playing 12 p.m. Saturday at the Impro Theater. If any of you want to see some live comedy in Los Angeles. Cool. And that's in every universe. That's in most of the universes. Okay. I'm on the show that should not be named. <laughs> um, thank you, friend, so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 